Hello and welcome to the show. This is Why We Get Schwasty and my name is Fergus Allen. I'm joined by Ronan Jennings. Ahoy! And Felipe Franco. Hello. How are you doing? How are we doing this fine day, evening, time, whenever? Doing good. I'm in a, I'm in a good mood right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to come in straight off the bat here with a, a shout out to friend of the show, Ashling, um, because... Mm. Until yesterday afternoon, I didn't have uh, the wine I'm currently drinking, and then it turned up on my doorstep. So, thanks very much. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice what kind of wine is it? Uh, it's it's weird. Okay, so there were there were two that showed up. One of them one of them was an orange wine, and it said it's night it's neither red nor white, and like it looked white but felt in my mouth like a red one, which is a kind of a weird disconnect with, which freaked my brain out. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is a glue glue, glue glue, a glue glue, which I don't know if you've ever what? heard of. What's the hexadecimal on a glue glue? I don't know that color. <laughs> um, zero zero zero, one two three. Ah, what color is actually that <laughs> code? <laughs> it's probably really, 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 really dark gray. Let's see. Colorhexa.com. Shout out. It's basically, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just black. It's, it's, it's very dark, mostly black blue. <laughs> Anywho, you were talking about your glue glue. My glue glue. Um, don't really have too much to say about it. It's basically a, a red wine, but that it recommends serving chilled. So it feels like I'm oh, just drinking really? it wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's really nice. <laughs> Not the room temp. No. Um, so, yeah. As I, as I opened it, the... just pleasant but very strange. What was the reason for the Oh, I the gift? wrote one of my murder mystery games for Ashling and her university friends. A big bunch of vets. Lovely. And as thanks, uh, she Animal sent me Animal or wine. military? Animal. <laughs> I see. Makes sense. So our topic this week continues through the history of memes. Mm. Uh, we've reached that um, fated year, 2015, mm-hmm. uh, when shit really started to get weird. What a year. Uh, what a year. Actually, having said that, I would say it was probably one of the last kind of normal years globally. Um, this was the year before Brexit, the year before Trump. Um before shit just stopped feeling real um i'd say i don't know for for me and a lot of people online they, they posit the theory that shit really started to go off the rails when um harambe was killed in <laughs> oh no he was oh, the yeah, key to everything conspiracy i haven't read into it but there's probably there's an article somewhere right where they just kind of link everything to back to harambe <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that you know, you know that that meme that's been going on recently of, of like the the like dominoes like the increasingly big dominoes mm-hmm. uh going down and it's just like the biggest one being something like oh a global pandemic kills 
however million people, however many million people, and then it goes all the way back down to the smallest domino, which is a gorilla is killed in the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I saw one. It was like trying to explain the past five years to someone in the future or someone who doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to explain the pandemic to your kids in 20 years. And it's like, well, it all started with a gorilla in the Cincinnati <laughs> Granddad, tell us about the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, we have to go back a few years prior, son. Oh, I can't remember exactly what happened with... I know he was killed. But what exactly um, happened with Harambe? This kid fell into his enclosure and he got too close to the kid. Um, so they just shot him. Can they, uh, don't they have um kind of knockout darts? Or? That's where the conspiracy comes into, I think. they Maybe Harambe was going to grow up to be the next Hitler or something. <laughs> um, and these, these people who shot him were time travellers. Um, but then they knocked everything off the rails. So maybe it was, it's the opposite. Maybe Harambe was going to be this big peace advocate. He was going to be a really a positive world leader. And he was going to change everything for the better and make world peace and solve climate change. I do like those because there are images of just before he was shot, um, like in, in his enclosure with this kid. And it's just like him getting closer to the kid. It's just like, kid, listen, I don't have much time. I've got to tell you. <laughs> Where's that kid in now? 20, in 2020, there's going to be a global pandemic. <laughs> what? <laughs> How old was that kid? Very, very young, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, imagine being that kid, though, like in 10, 15 years when he goes to college or something like that. Like, yeah, what a story. What, a, like, a, what an icebreaker. I like, killed oh, tell Harambe. Us, t- yeah, tell us your name. Uh, tell us your name, your major, and a fun fact about yourself. <laughs> I caused the pandemic. <laughs> I brought the downfall of the Western world. <laughs> but yeah, so 2015, uh, big year. Um, at least big year for. For me, I graduated high school that year, started university. Mm-hmm. Um, Likewise. It was uh, the year Star Wars Episode Seven came out. Mm. Uh, so I remember a tangible sense of hope and excitement in the air, only for it to be destroyed. A new hope, you might say. Indeed. <laughs> uh, that is a Star Wars. Um, um, so the meme I chose... Um, is one that came out around February of 2015 on Tumblr. Uh, and it's one that I'm sure you'll recognize. It is The Dress. Mm. The Dress cool. as in blue, uh, gold or blue or something? Purple? Yeah, so people either saw gold and black. Well, no, black and blue or gold and white. So my mm-hmm. question to you is what color did you see? Honestly, I don't remember, so I'm going to search it <laughs> up again. <laughs> I saw black and blue. You are wrong. <laughs> no, you are correct. I am wrong. I saw white and gold. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like itself, I, I, I did my research. and Yeah, no, the dress itself uh, was black and blue, even though many people, like myself, saw white and gold. Do we have a reason for that? I remember, I remember finding out once upon a time um, the exact science behind one people saw different ones, but uh, I can't remember. Have you? Uh, yeah, the the reason was uh, because of science shit. Nice. 
yeah. love science shit. Uh, just something to do with the way the, um, I don't know, human eyes perceive, like if you assume a certain kind of light source just intuitively in your head, then you'll see it one way. But mm. if you assume a different color light source, just intuitively, again, like subconsciously, you'll see a different color. Mm. Um, which is interesting because I, I cannot, for the life of me, even knowing this, see it as blue and black. Really? Weird. I mean, because, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite because I can't, I can't comprehend how you could see it as white and gold. Yeah, I'm seeing blue and black here. But this is, this is you know, this has an, um, this is an article that, uh, has the picture kind of through a different filter showing that it's blue and black? So I have, I have them both together, which is unfair. It's not a fair test, but I can't seem to find um, the original meme. But um, yeah, yeah, can't remember. This took the world by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember like conversations in high school, just like with, with other students with with teachers and stuff. This was around the time I think I was doing like my IB mock exams. So like we'd be like in the exam hall and the teachers would be talking about like, no, it's blue and white. No, it's <laughs> it, no, it's white and gold. No, it's You're trying black to study. <laughs> it's like I'm, try- I'm trying it. to <laughs> fucking study. Um, uh, but in my research, I found a clip from the Ellen DeGeneres show mm. of the, the lady who originally posted the meme on, the, like the picture on Tumblr. Mm. She posted it to try and get a read on it of like what people general consensus was because her mom had apparently been out like shopping for dresses for her uh and she took a bunch of pictures she said which ones are interesting to you and the woman said uh well this one that one and then that last one the 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 golden white one and the mom was like what what the fuck are you talking about like that what golden white one it's like you know that last picture it's like that's black and blue it's like no it's not mom it's it's white and gold um yeah, that's the origin of it, at least. So, of, of is it meme. something? Is it something with the dress itself, or is, was it simply the picture of the dress? So, if you see the I dress in was, real life, will we still have the same? Yeah, I think it was the picture, okay, okay. Uh, and the lighting and stuff. Uh, the company that made the dress actually made a limited edition version of the dress in gold and white Ooh. after this meme took off. I mean, which you I think gotta, is, you gotta jump. That's the trans- genius. So mine comes from a uh, a sort of subgenre of its own that uh, there's there's memes about about certain things that appear every year, um, always slightly different, but always with the central through line of the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. So yeah, notable examples are. Um, are the kid with Justin Timberlake looking at his phone. That was so good, that one. Uh, this year, we've just had the weekend. Um, yeah. Did you see confused. that? Did you see that, uh, the overdub they did? They put on um, the Joker from The Dark Knight um, <laughs> <laughs> over the top of the weekend. I think it's when it's, he's talking to the camera in, in the film. Yeah, Yeah, when he's holding that guy hostage and he's like, Batman. And yeah. 24 hours to <laughs> yeah. reveal himself or, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite one of these is 2015's Left Shark. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. It was so good. So if you don't know, uh, it was a Katy Perry performance at the halftime Super Bowl show. Uh, there was kind of like a, a surfer beach theme. 
she was there in a in a little dress that was kind of colored like a beach ball uh, doing some dances in front of a palm tree and her backup dancers were dressed as sharks she had two flanking her uh, one the left one the right uh the one on the right was doing the perfectly synchronized dance moves along with her uh the one on the left was doing something else <laughs> just 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 not following along with the choreography at all and it was just this man in a big shark suit just kind of like flapping around madly in front of 50 million people <laughs> <laughs> then he, he had the classic mom mom i made it one which was a big one that came out <laughs> look mom i'm on tv <laughs> yeah oh i'm watching it now and it is something to behold like true <laughs> I feel like I, out of the two sharks, he's definitely doing a better impression of how a shark would act if it was on the stage at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, wow. These trees, um, one of the trees, they have mouths. And the, the one on the left at the back, like, is, these are quite elaborate costumes. It reminds actually. me of uh, the Scissor Sisters at the Brit Awards in 2005. Quite a similar... Theme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like kind of really over the top, big costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did some digging, and I found that the the man behind this, the man, the man inside the shark suit, uh, his yeah. his name is Brian Gore, and he's Brian Brian Gore G A W. Brian Gore, he's just going for it here. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he's he's just um he's. He was part of um, Katy Perry's uh, backup dancing ensemble for for the whole tour, uh, so he was he was a professional dancer. Um, today he's a hairstylist, uh, oh, and uh, NPR spoke to him um, and was like, "What's yeah. the deal? What's what's <laughs> why, why did he, why did you do that? What's 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 going on?" The video ends with him just walking away. <laughs> like, uh, Katy Perry's dancing in the middle of the stage, and he's just walking away. His quote is that, so there's a set of choreography. There's also what's called freestyle choreography. Or, like, you get to move around or play your character as a dancer. I'm a seven-foot-tall blue shark costume. There's no cool in that. <laughs> so what's the other option? I'm going to play a different character. And that character, he claims, was an underdog, an everyday person, somewhat imperfect. So he, he <laughs> claims he was he was playing this character and doing it deliberately and trying to make someone the audience can feel empathy for. Do we believe him or is he is he backtracking hard? I, I kind of believe him because I feel like if if you put yourself in his shoes, you're, you're a professional dancer, uh, you've worked your whole life for this, uh, you, you know, you're now on tour with Katy Perry and now she's doing the Super Bowl and she's like, ah, oh, instead of what you usually do, you're going to have to be in a blue shark costume for the Super Bowl, for the televised Super Bowl. And it's like, fuck's sake. So I suppose um, you're like, okay, I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to think this through. I'm going to overthink this <laughs> to the point where <laughs> I kind of lose uh, the initial kind of essence of it in a way um, and kind of overdo it. And I think that's what happened. I think he, he overthought it by being, you know, a professional dancer and not by just being a dancing shark, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. My theory is that he and Casey, good pals, but then they they had a falling out, 
And he decided, <laughs> you know what? They're going to look at me. They're not going to look at you. They're going to look at me. To be fair, it did steal the spotlight happened. from mm. Katy Perry. I mean, uh, he, he became famous. I don't even remember instantly. if it was a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember if it was like a good performance or not. I mean, yeah, I don't, don't know. Either. I wonder what Right Shark is doing these days. Um. <laughs> I mean, Right Shark again must also feel like like really like no one, no one remembers me. You know. Mm. Yeah, because this was like, his big break as well. Finally, Super Bowl, main stage, cameras right on him with Katy Perry. And and no one gives a shit. Everyone's talking about... Yeah. Uh, he, he was pulling off these prob- probably quite, uh, you know, crazy, intricate, to, talented dance moves. And and his colleague was fucking around on the other side of the stage. Yeah, there can only be one left shot. That's the thing. Right, so I... There was a few on my mind, but the one I uh, picked was a classic meme. It's, of course, the unexpected John Cena. Ah, (laughs) yes. So pretty much what it is. And his name is John Cena. (laughs) Anyways. uh, (laughs) Essentially, as you just heard, the... Uh, the meme is kind of John Cena interrupting whatever's going on. Um, usually something completely unrelated to him or wrestling. But, and it's uh, either the meme is like a video and the video cuts to John Cena like walking out to the big trumpet fam, fam there thing. Or it's just, uh, there's, there's a classic, uh, I think it came from the, the prank calls because it's, I think it, the, at least the first time I saw it was from these prank calls where someone would call up and then they would be in the middle of a conversation. And then they would kind of make them ask a question, like, who is it or who is this? And then it would interrupt, it's like, John Cena! <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> and, then, and then the fanfares would come out. It's just, it's so funny. It's so stupid. Uh, um, yeah, like the original seven minute or so John Cena prank call. I remember the first time I watched it, I was actually in tears. <laughs> yeah, um, <same. laughs> so, I, I've got a bit of a personal history with, with this one. Um, because back back around that time, around 2015, uh, Fergus and I would, uh, would often try and prank each other a lot with John Cena, sending each other different, oh, really? different videos and things. So, yeah, sometimes memes and videos like that where he would interrupt but also be sending a completely unrelated video of just like, hey, I'm out with my friends at the club, look at this. And then it would suddenly pan over to someone who'd be like doing the whole John Cena thing. Uh, and that, that went back and forth for a while, probably about a, lo- a lot longer than it should have done, about a year, uh, which culminated oh, in, bearing in mind, I was in England at this time and Fergus was in Canada. And we were saying this back and forth and... I went up to my bedroom and there was a note, a physical note on my bed that just said, John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Just like actually in my room. And I, (laughs) and I was disturbed. I'd completely forgotten this happened. (laughs) So I I assume you (laughs) got in touch with one of my flatmates, uh, but. No, I got John Cena. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going to go through just the the original template of, of what the prank call was. Okay, so it starts off, 
they call someone, she picks up, and she's like, hello? And they're like, I have just one question for you. And it has, like, the music behind. And she's like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, are you ready? And then she, <laughs> and then it stops, and then she's like, uh, ready for what? And then it cuts back, it's like... And his name is John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember in that prank call, specifically because they call her a few times, and she gets really pissed off that they're calling her, obviously. Um, but then the part that, that sticks out in my memory is she gets really, like, upset about wrestling. She's like... There is no wrestling in this house. There will never be wrestling in this house. <laughs> yeah. Never again. It's, it's like, like someone's trying to trying to get her to do like to wrestle or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then at the end, it's like revealed like her husband has been pranking her or something like that. But she's full on having a breakdown at this point. Like, stop calling me. Why are you doing this? Stop. <laughs> it's just like I wonder. I have to wonder. Did they get a divorce? And then and then it kind of morphed into the, the video the video versions of this meme where you have just any classic movie scene or scene from a film or from a separate meme where a question is asked, uh, for example, from, I believe it's Batman Begins, where uh, he's holding up this bad guy and then the bad guy's like, who are you? And he's, and then it cuts to <laughs> Jim Johnson. Just <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, I remember my favorite... My favorite one of those edits was it was just the entire trailer to that Steve Jobs film that came out with Michael Fassbender. Mm. Like just it was the whole two minute trailer. And at the very end, he walks out on stage and the camera's behind him and, you know, the lights are beaming on him. It's just like, it's just like, oh, who, who is it or something like that? And then after this whole just like no edit two minute trailer, it's just like Johnson. <laughs> 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 so I think I, I remember sending it to a few people. It was like, wow, this movie looks great. And people were watching the trailer because it was a pretty good trailer. Watching the whole trailer and then at the end just being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I saw here it's been compared to Rick Rowling. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Thing. Um, and, and since then, John Cena has uh, kind of developed uh, an, acting, an acting career, mm. uh, much yeah. like The Rock. And he was... Uh, I haven't seen him in, in many things, but he was uh, surprisingly funny and hilarious in uh, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Um, yes, definitely. And he, he was kind of just kind of blew me away, and I just wasn't expecting that level of, you know, comedy from a former wrestler, mm. especially John Cena. Do you think but, we're um, ready yeah. for a return of the of the John Cena meme? I'm or always, rather, are we not ready, ready? And that makes it better because we don't expect it. I mean, I, I, we definitely don't expect... I don't think anyone's expecting this meme to come back, but um, <laughs> it would be great if it did. <laughs> um, I suppose that's up to us. Up to us to make Yeah, I know what I need happen. to do with my, uh, my, my, my weekly memes on the Schwasty Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Love it. Um, yeah, so it's that's one of those, my meme. One of those memes that, like, I feel like once it is out there in the world, like it will always exist. But like the intervals between when it will work get longer each time. So like when it was first a thing, I was sending people with videos of it like 
day in day, you know, just like, oh, I found a new one like almost every day for a few weeks, a few months almost. Um, <laughs> but then it kind of loses its power. But now, yeah, yeah it's, 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 been, it's time for a comeback. It's been about six years, yeah. Well, you know, it's got to happen. Let's do it. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Uh, this, yeah, might gotta, be, you... this might be why we get Schweisty. Oh. Get <laughs> for John Cena memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does John Cena get shwasty? John Cena is shwasty. Oh, at all times he doesn't even get shwasty. He just he exists in he constant is, state. He just is. He is the concept. He has the concept. He exhibits the concept. The concept. I was going to say maybe John Cena is our god on the astral plane. <laughs> He's our Snape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which one of us is gonna marry John Cena? Uh, <laughs> haven't we already? All, I mean, all of us, I guess. We, yeah, we true. can try. We, we, we already take have us. the wedding music. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine walking you're at down a wedding? the aisle? You're at a fucking wedding. It fits. It's almost the same. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> and you have to wear like a wrestling outfit. Uh, underneath your, your tux or dress. Just rip it off. <laughs> or the priest has been John Cena the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the priest has been like hiding behind his Bible the whole time. I haven't seen his face here. What's what's he look at? <laughs> Do you take him to be your <laughs> lawfully wedded wife? I do. Are you sure about that? <laughs> what do you mean? As we all know, the universe was created in 1977 with the release of the first Star Wars film. Here's our Wikipedia concept of the week. Do you mind if I um, start and get mine out of the way? Because I'm not sure. By all means. I thought, because the random page wasn't really giving me much today, I thought I'd just type something that's kind of random and funny and hope that there would be a page for it that isn't yeah so okay you'll get what i mean in a second so the word i typed was fish (laughs) and when you type in fish of course you get a you know your standard fish but if you go down you get fish brackets human Uh, that's that's who i'm um, uh talking about today and fish was a human male who lived living on Talarath in the town of Noah um, and the owner of a water taxi. So he was a taxi driver, pretty much, called Fish, which is handy, I suppose. Maybe it's a nickname. <laughs> um, and this is a quote from our fellow Fish. Um, you won't get this kind of service from other water taxis. No, sir. So he's definitely a confident <laughs> taxi driver. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, um, but uh, Fish sounds like the kind of taxi driver I'd like to hail down. Yeah, definitely. Mm. 
in in the in the drawing of him here, he's kind of, he looks like a a wise old man. He's got like a goatee, and he's kind of got like a hat that kind of looks like a like a jellyfish on him. I uh, I also typed in fish to find the page you were talking about, and uh, I found. I, I didn't click on these, but I did find a few other articles of interest. Uh, fish hyphen bread, so fish bread <laughs> is a thing. Uh, fish human, the one you've just discuss- discussed. Uh, and then directly below that, fish, and then brackets next to it, thug. <laughs> fish thug. Uh, I'm reading here regarding uh, fish brackets human, the taxi driver. Um <laughs> That uh, that someone, the, so the, I assume the hero of the story he's involved in, came to this planet, came to this part of town uh, to deal with deal with some slavers, and mm. and so they said to fish, oh, take me to the slavers." Uh, but it seems that fish fish made the assumption that the offworlder had come to join one of the slaver groups, so uh, directed him to the tryouts for the slaver gang. They were taking that place that day in the main square. So, so oh no. it can what be assumed that like standing fish. <laughs> yeah, fish, fish is just like down with slavery. <laughs> oh no, fish! <laughs> fish. Oh, so fish you is know, a terrible person. I'm, I'm going to propose that the 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 denizens of Wiki, Wikipedia, the the mods, um, change up the brackets here because this guy sounds like a thug. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in this story yeah what happened oh i'm still i'm still he, um still having a look through he was attacked by a large eagle-like creature at one point what fish yeah it was attacked by an actual fish, <laughs> actual fish yeah um Wait, oh, what <laughs> they, they laid low <laughs> the droid was shot they made it back to fish fish explained what happened this article is also available in Deutsch. I'm so glad. For our, for our German listeners out there, in case if you got to episode seven without understanding a single word <laughs> of what we were saying. We're very proud of you. <laughs> well, thanks for sticking with it. Um, also, yeah. one last detail here. Uh, fish lived at a brothel. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so, um, what is this? Um, uh, bottom of the third big paragraph that um, the hero of the story then returned to Fish who drove him back to his quarters at the brothel. <laughs> That's interesting because most of these articles haven't alluded to that darker side of Star Wars because Disney owns it, of course. But I wonder what Disney's position... Because obviously drugs exist in mm-hmm. Disney Star Wars. To back, as we know. Do prostitutes. Do prostitutes. Do prostitutes well, yeah, they do. The brothel Disney exists. In Disney Star Wars. <laughs> in Disney Star Wars. Maybe not in Disney Star Wars, but maybe in <laughs> maybe in, yes, in the, the old newest Star attraction at uh, Disney Disneyland Star Wars uh, Galaxy of Fun <laughs> is, is the brothel where you can meet esteemed characters like Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess who's the bouncer outside the brothel? <laughs> also Fish. <laughs> It's the uh, fish bros. Uh, Disneyland um, executives, if you're listening to this, uh, these ideas, uh, all free of charge. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite episode of The Mandalorian, actually, is the one where, um, where the Mando sleeps with a fishy whore. 
<laughs> and contracts a space STD. A space T. Uh, in space. <laughs> a space transmitted disease. Yeah, it's just an STD. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? Uh, it would have been great if um, um, another uh, character on 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 the show, Big String, if if Fish was there to save him <laughs> with his taxi. But we 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 don't know that he could swim, even though he's called Fish and he operates a water taxi. He might have been equally surely, vulnerable. Yeah, but he surely could, he could pick him up out of the water, no? Yeah, in his water. Oh, taxi. true, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was forgetting the entire surely, concept of his character. Surely he must be able to swim, fish. I mean, we we said the same about the mm. amphibious frogman. Yeah, but his name wasn't <laughs> something that can swim. <laughs> yeah, and he works on water. Like he must be able to. Um, yeah, uh, uh, that's fish. Um, I found an article um, about something uh, that we also have in the real world, like fish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a, a little a little thing called salt. 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 Yeah. Uh, sodium chloride. Salt. Um, which, according to Wikipedia, is good for flavoring noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as big string. <laughs> <laughs> yes, noodles. It took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love me some. I love me some big string for lunch, some salty big string. Salted big string. <laughs> uh, there's a quote at the top of this article for salt, uh, which is from Jin Erso, mm. the main character of Star Wars Rogue One, and the quote is to a captain of some sort, uh, presumably while she was having lunch. This slop is disgusting. I don't know much. But I can do better than this. For starters, let me introduce you to salt. <laughs> and it sounds like she just did with that snarky quote. <laughs> I mean, somebody feeds you lunch and you're just like, this slop is disgusting. That's a bit... It's a bit rude, I think. A bit rude, really, isn't it? rude. But uh, salt in the Star Wars galaxy uh, is uh, very much the same as salt we find on Earth. Um... To most species, it was useful and harmless in small quantities. Mm. However, to a species called the Arcona, it caused a powerful addiction that was very difficult to break. Oh, no. Yeah. Much Many like other white powder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like sugar, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, Many Arconas became addicted to salt after it was introduced ah, to the like world cocaine. by off-worlders. Yeah, like um, <laughs> like that too. Uh, what, what about like the the space slugs? Surely they wouldn't like salt. Um, yeah, I'd imagine if they're anything like human human slugs, what like <laughs> earth, like Earth slugs? <laughs> human slugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about salt and the. I don't know they're it's crazy that this whole species was like addicted to salt. And I was reading about like a particular 
I believe it was a Jedi Knight uh, who was of this species who just somebody fed him some like salty noodles or whatever and he just got <laughs> fucked up on them and <laughs> just went on a, <laughs> went on a bender. Uh, <laughs> Izal Waz was a sharp-tongued, salt-addicted Arcona Jedi Knight during the Yuzong Vong War, so non-canon, but an addict nonetheless. And a Jedi of um, all people. Yeah. Imagine, just, imagine a monk come around your place... And you, you, you're nice, and you're like, "Oh, welcome to my home. Please have some have some noodles. I made them. Have have this big string." Uh, and the <laughs> and the monk eats your noodles, and then loses his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the picture on the legends tab, there's three Arconan <laughs> officials destroying a seized pressure keg of salt like it's a fucking drug raid. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cops, like, taking a picture with, <laughs> with like, kilos of uh, cocaine that they're, like, proud of seizing off some gangsters. Uh, interestingly, uh, with salt in this... Mm. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I've got a, I've got a fun okay. fact. Um, <laughs> I think I know what this is going to be. <laughs> is it... Oh, no, I'll, I'll carry on. Um, carry on. <laughs> uh, because the planet Crate... Uh, oh, okay. Okay, different. Uh, the planet Crate, yeah. as seen in The Last Jedi, that's the one where they go to the end and it kind of looks like snow, but it's not. It's red underneath white. That's all salt. And the big plot twist in that movie is that it's salt, yes. <laughs> not not ice or snow. <laughs> salt. salt. Uh, uh, but there's there's a saying among the Star Wars meme groups like prequel memes and whatnot, that if someone's really pissed off and really upset and really, like, getting uh, getting ticked off about something, then uh, you can say they are saltier than crate. That's a, <laughs> that's a subreddit, I believe, for people who are just bitching about the sequel movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, legitimately, like, you know how for Game of Thrones they have free folk, mm. which is just, like, people just complaining all the time. It's the same for Star Wars. It's just called r slash saltier than crate. For the Arcona, was was salt uh, illegal on their planet? I don't know. Because um, if it was, I know someone who would might be involved with kind of su- the supply of, 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 of salt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our friend Sleazy Cabana. You want to buy some salt? I got salt, spice, and Pepper. <laughs> oh, this is how you make herbs. Yeah, yeah. This is, welcome to Sleazy Cabano's cooking class. Today we make salty noodles. <laughs> Just a pinch of salt. I, I, no, I wonder if on this salt. planet it's the, it's the reverse. Like they're addicted to salt, but in in their normal cooking they just add in heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pinch of that black tar um, for flavor. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my fun fact that I was going to get to is, and this is this has a source on on Wikipedia. It's got an actual linked article. Uh, is that human tears contain salt? <laughs> That's uh, good to know. <laughs> which explains the whole um, back alley trade you'd see on Arcona, on the Arcona oh homeworld of, of just uh, of getting humans in and getting them to cry directly <laughs> into your mouth. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Is that, is, is that for is, real? Is that Canada or is that you? Uh, it should be Canada, so it is. <laughs> what would they do? Like, 
tell your sad story or kind of like just punch I mean, you if you're already being trafficked, you it's probably not that big a step to start crying. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, um, there's, a, there's a phrase here I'm, I'm reading on the, on the main canon page for this. Uh, regardless of the rest of the context of the sentence, I'm just really enjoying the phrase, young nerfs craved salt. <laughs> young nerf sounds like a I don't know like a kind of rap oh should we start that that could be our young nerf young nerf that's um I believe I believe maybe that's Max Rebo's uh, new stage name oh that, that's the, yeah that's how we'll make his new breakout because he, he can't fall back on the Max Rebo band the, de- the debut album yeah. saltier than the crate <laughs> the debut album by Young Nerf. <laughs> Featuring songs. <laughs> Noodles will be a good song on <laughs> Young Nerf's album. <laughs> Noodles, send nudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Send string. Send yeah. string. Pushing rope. <laughs> Faster uh. than fish. There <laughs> 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 oh. go. That's salt for you, though. Ronan, what do you have for I us have. Week? Okay, so from slightly different source to my uh, my one from last week. So if you remember last week, I had the rock wizard who was from the Ewoks animated show from the 80s. Uh, this mm-hmm. week, I've got something from the from the Ewoks cartoon. No, no, not cartoon. Comic book. Mm. Oh. Multimedia. Multimedia, yeah. Um, this is Mount Sorrow. Mount Sorrow. <clears throat> who basically is a big, sad mountain. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> Mount Sorrow was a mountain on the forest moon of Endor. The tip of the mountain was in fact sentient and had the power to blow people off. <laughs> the summit. Oh, it's just a... Be gone! Be gone! It's a direct quote from Mount Sorrow before he blows someone off. Uh, so, um, despite being a mountain... Sorrow was in a constant state of depression. Oh, God. <laughs> As we know that being a mountain is usually a source of joy. So it is, it is remarkable <laughs> that he is in a constant state of sorrow despite being a mountain. Um, and it, it should be noted that Mount Sorrow also had no qualms about sending children to their death. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like little Ewok children. <laughs> yeah, if you're not following along here on Wikipedia yourself, listeners, the picture here is just a picture of a mountain with a big face and it's crying. Yeah, oh massive God. raindrops that could probably like kill you. <laughs> oh, sorry, not raindrops, uh, tears. Teardrops. <gasps> massive tears. Tears that could contain salt. Tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's I mean, probably where they harvest it from. Huge teardrops. Uh, so so oh the deal here, God. the deal with Mount Sorrow is that uh, the Ewoks, the Ewoks 
of Bright Tree Village, our heroes, like Wicket and, and co. Now, they, mm. they've been cursed by a spell. There seems to be a lot of magic in this Ewok series. They were cursed mm. by a spell of the Looney Bird, Canadian special. Uh, <laughs> the Looney Bird? Yeah, the, um, they were under the... The one Canadian dollar bird. <laughs> Very cheap. The loony bird. Uh, they were under the effects of the perilous laughing spell. So they, they were just constantly laughing, constantly, constantly laughing. It doesn't sound like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, well, it sounds like Looney Tunes, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially the, 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 the way the cartoon is drawn there. It sounds like a, like a knockoff... Um, Yellow bird, like what was it Big Bird from, from mm. Muppet? Big Bird, <laughs> yes, Big Bird. Uh, so, so his deal was that so it was a big mountain. It was there. the The Ewoks didn't really question it until they were cursed to laugh forever. <gasps> and as we all know, um, the the tears of Mount Sorrow are healing. Mm-hmm. You know, as they are. Oh. Of course, um, yeah. Or they cause great sorrow. It's it's not clear which. Um, I mean, if they're full of salt, then that will cause immediate joy and then a lifetime of sorrow <laughs> can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. very conveniently here, uh, the heroes are inflicted with a laughing curse and the thing at their disposal is is a sorrowful mountain. So that was, that was very convenient there. Uh, so they go up there and the mountain's like... Nah, I ain't gonna help you out. And blows them off the mountain. <laughs> and so, how does he blow them off? Does he do like, just like, uh, like with a big gust of wind, or kind of just? Oh yeah, that's does, like, this a little shake. <laughs> uh, well, he says, "Be gone," and he goes. And they get blown mm-hmm. off. Um. <laughs> right, but what if it, they're right? what yeah. if they're on his back? Are oh, they fucked? Excuse me. What? Then he, then he can't, you can't do anything about it. Oh, he's fucked. Oh, he's fucked. As in, okay, I thought. Okay, surely I thought you said, then they fuck. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> surely, if 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 you're planning to to climb the Sorrow Mountain, you'll be like, okay, we can climb anywhere up the mountain except over his mouth. That's just the main area that we should avoid, and we'll be fine. What happens if What happens if he cries in his own mouth? Oh, um, he gets really high, I guess. So, crucially, a plot point here is that when when the cursed Ewoks went up the mountain, by proximity, the mountain got cursed as well. So the mountain started laughing. Um, but because it's a mountain, that meant it started, like, kind of shaking at its foundations and falling apart and cracking. Uh, so they're basically accidentally forcing the mountain to commit suicide because it was destroying itself with oh, laughing. Um, which is one of the reasons it was so pissed off when it when it tried to when it tried to kill the Ewok children um, it caused them to fall bizarre. to their what deaths it says story. oh it was willing to let them fall to their deaths I thought that's just how they killed off the main characters uh, but but um, the, the cursed Ewoks they they said you know what so be it we don't want to we don't want to hurt this mountain any more than any more than we already have so you know what I'll just live with this curse and the mountain was so moved by this the Ewok was literally moving mountains with his words. That <laughs> uh, he said, "You know what? You know you're 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 worthy. I'll give you my tears. I'll give you my either sad or addictive or healing tears, and 
and cured the Ewok of his ailment and broke the spell. And that was the end of the story. It sounds like some sort of like metaphor. It's like we must climb the distant mountain of sorrow and gain its tears. And it's like, what does that mean? It's like, no, literally, we have to go climb that crying mountain. (laughs) It's just so. It's like, what? A quick shout out before we move on. Uh, One I almost found was um, a band, a boy band called Neurotransmitter Affection, which is basically a synonym (laughs) for chemical romance. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. <laughs> There's not much about it. I just stumbled across it on the way through. Um, in 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 a book, the handmaidens, uh, Padme's handmaidens, go and go to a a Backstreet Boys concert, essentially. Yeah. So recommendations. Uh, what are some of the things that we enjoyed this week that we would recommend to others? So I watched oh. a really good film. Um, hmm. oh. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, it just popped up in a in a YouTube video of people talking about it. I went, hmm, that sounds that sounds good, and checked it out. Uh, called the Kid Detective. The Kid. The detective. Kid Detective. Uh, the basic premise is that there was this guy who was kind of like uh, Nancy Drew Hardy Boys kind of kind of child detective, where he was solving mysteries around his school and around his community, and everyone loved him. And he was like twelve years old, and and ah, oh, and he was great, and and everything. Um, such a shining star, uh, but now it's twenty years later. He's thirty-two and he's depressed, and is still <laughs> trying to make it as a detective. And his life is a mess, and mm. he's still trying to make it as a detective. Uh, but no one takes him seriously. No one brings him any actual cases. Just like, oh, I can't find my cat. Uh, the funny one it starts off with is that he's like oh yeah no no I, 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 I solved a case I solved a case recently I was like oh yeah really like what was it it's like well this guy came in he was he was gay he wanted to know if uh, this other guy was also gay wow. I solved that <laughs> and, and, and well, was, he? was he sorta <laughs> and that's the kind of tone of the humor <laughs> where right, right. it's like it's super low-key downbeat uh but then a teenage girl comes to him and says my boyfriend's been murdered can you help me oh shit oh shit and he goes oh fuck okay sure and it's really funny but kind of sprawls off into this actually really compelling mystery story and this big uh this big investigation and it's consistently kind of hilarious all the way through and it's got a really fun tone uh but slowly as it gets deeper and deeper and deeper into it you get more and more invested in the actual investigation and it becomes a bit darker and a bit darker and a bit weirder and overall i'd say it's fucking great and it just came out last year and completely flew under the radar how did you watch it where did you watch it um i Watched it coming soon on Amazon Prime, not yet available in the UK. I watched it in the future. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, I'll check that out. That sounds really cool. Powerful. Yeah, that does sound cool. Sounds like everything I'm into mm. in movies. Yeah, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking about it well, before I recommended it now, thinking, did Fergus recommend this in one of our kind of off-air off-air chats uh, because it's so something you'd like and recommend to me <laughs> that I had to I had to go over several times in my head like 
did he, did you recommend this to me and I forgot about it because I th- thought you'd like it so much. Mm. So yeah, damn. Go okay. check that out for it's, sure. I'll check it's that great. out. Felipe, what do you have to recommend this week? I also have a film. I was going to go with music, but I'm going to go with this film, um, which is about music. Um, it's called Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> have you guys seen this film? I watched the trailer with, um, and thought it looked like the worst fucking thing ever. And it's <laughs> actually used to so watch funny. It. It's so funny, man. It's uh, it's Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, and I I totally understand if you saw the trailer and, and didn't think it was worth watch, but um, it follows these two, uh, this these two uh, people who are in a band called Fire Saga, and they're trying to enter into the Eurovision Song Contest for the country, their home country of Iceland, um. So, <laughs> and yeah, it kind of follows how they how they do that, and you know what you know why they're doing it, and all this. But what's so great about it is it does um, it does satirize and kind of play play joke to the to the concept of Eurovision, but it does it in such a perfect way that it's actually more of uh, kind of, uh, how do I describe it? It's, 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 it's less making fun of it, but it's more a form of flattery in a way. Mm. Kind of, it's a form of respect because it's done so well. So like the, the, the Eurovision Song Contest in the film is like so ridiculous and so exactly what a real eurovision song contest is and, and they mm-hmm. they got graham norton in to do like the overdub uh, the 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 commentary like you always done and yeah they just get it so well done and it's it's really funny and it's it's kind of tasteful in the way it um it it, it mocks it if you get what i mean mm-hmm. um, yeah are the songs good? the songs man mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes so apparently they got real eurovision songwriters to write the songs <laughs> so that's oh, what i mean great. they got everything uh perfect yeah um well my recommendation this week is uh not a film but it's somewhat related to that world it's a youtuber mm-hmm. a youtube channel uh, that I actually heard about through Ronan at oh. uh, some point a few years ago. Uh, he's uh, this kind of like, he does video essays and, and discusses like film trends and TV trends and stuff. It's Patrick H. Willis. Yes. Excellent. Uh, who is just really, I don't know, really easy to watch, uh, not like pretentious at all, just like breaks down. Um, I know his video I watched this week from his was about like, the needle drop moments in movies mm. where like you know like where the characters are all like sitting around a radio or something and then like a song comes on and it's like an iconic moment instantly like um like the i don't know that's scorsese films yeah mm. like in scorsese like he has a whole section on like in tarantino films that kind of stuff um that's just a most recent example he's also got great videos one he did about the boys the tv show about like what it means to be like an edgy adult superhero property and stuff he's just really 
really fun to watch and uh, and informative, really interesting. Uh, cool. Kind of like definitely every time I watch one of his videos, I come away with like five or six films to watch that I'd never heard mm-hmm. of before. Um, so would recommend checking him out. What I really like yeah, about him subscribing is that now. he... Oh, brilliant. What I really like about him is that he he always makes he makes the video more than just the essay itself. So a thing he's done in the past is he he'd have some sort of framing device where where he and his and his friends would talk as a kind of like a brief skit to introduce the introduce the video and often they be they they in the skit would be doing the exact thing that is being discussed in the video. So mm. my the example I always come back to is that on the video about films within films. So, like for example, the um, the fake gangster movie in Home Alone, which they which they filmed. It's it's, it's not a real thing. They completely filmed it, like yeah, as yeah, a yeah. thing to put in. Uh, so, his video essay on that started with with this scene of a girl going about her life, and then and then she sat down and opened up her laptop to watch a video. And the video was the video essay. So it was kind of framed in the same way as the thing they're right. talking about. And then and then lately what he's been doing is this kind of like weird ongoing narrative of... <laughs> he's been doing recently has been insane. <laughs> yes. it's, it's unhinged. It, it, it cannot be good for his popularity because it relies on so much kind of backstory and lore within his own videos. I don't... I don't even really know what's going on. Like he's got this like that's coconut funny. that's like controlling him or something from like behind the scenes that showed up in a video at some point last year. And now the coconut is like trying to like spread its influence and get on like the Jimmy Fallon show and shit. Like <laughs> so I, I committed have no to idea the bit. what's happening. He's committing yeah, to the bit. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it must be so alienating to new viewers who come in. And before the video essay starts, there's just a ten minute segment <laughs> of of a man ranting about a coconut. Uh, okay, I thought I thought you were going pointing more towards like he uses humor and stuff to engage with the audience because so it's not just screaming information at you; it's kind of doing it in a creative way. Definitely, he definitely does that. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but like I don't know his videos are quite long now as well. So like I, I usually watch them like when I'm doing something else and treat it like a podcast. Yeah, um, almost, uh, and then occasionally look up and look at the clips and stuff but yeah i would definitely um especially if you're looking for stuff to watch i always i always find new things through him Mm -hmm. well that about wraps things up um i do have one last question for you um why why do we why do we why are we doing this why do we get wasted because of john cena is it because of john cena that's the answer I think okay, yeah. I will, but we can't yeah. we can't probably pin this down until because this is all just kind of hearsay. We're theorizing here. We need proof that it is John Cena, so we need to get John Cena on the podcast. Yeah, that's the only way to find out, really. <laughs> oh boy, do I have a surprise for you! <laughs> oh, hey John! <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> John, I love your movies. I I but I can't see you right now. Oh, uh, that's because uh, my camera's off, Fergus. Oh, okay. But I can swear. I can swear it's on. I just can't. 
can't see you. Well, I'm technically still in the astral plane, of course. <laughs> John, I've, I've just got one question for you. Yeah, yeah. Will you... Will you marry me? No fucking way. <laughs> oh no, he's gone. I didn't even get to ask him if he'd cry in my mouth. <laughs> okay, well, maybe next time he's on the show, we can do it. Um, this has been Why We Get Schwasty. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 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 His name is John Cena.